Dear Cheap Astronomy, How can we redirect asteroids to crash on the moon? This is part two of a twin episode exploring how to redirect asteroids for mining purposes. So, to recap, it's unlikely we are going to achieve zero population growth here on Earth anytime soon. So we are eventually going to need more resources. While eventually might still be a long time coming, we'll need to have the skills and infrastructure in place so that we're ready when eventually does come. And putting all that future angst to one side, there's money to be made out there. Well, eventually. But as we've discussed, to space mine, you also need to space refine. It's not going to be profitable to ship and then land unprocessed ore on Earth, since you will end up discarding most of it. So, rather than spending a fortune on the fuel required to soft land asteroids on Earth, why not build a refinery somewhere in space where you can crash land them? As we discussed last episode, we're just thinking 100 meter diameter asteroids to start with, and if we can manage that much, the rest of humanity's future should follow. Anyhow, to redirect the path of asteroids, we could do what the recent DART mission has done and fly a spacecraft into an asteroid, not to explode, but to transfer its momentum to the asteroid and hence change the asteroid's trajectory. You could do this manoeuvre several times over, adjusting the asteroid's course as you go, and when it does eventually crash onto the moon, you could then retrieve and recycle all the scrap metal embedded in it. However, there are still fuel costs with that approach, since you have to accelerate your spacecraft up to collision speed, so it can impart a useful amount of momentum to the asteroid. So, for example, we know the 500kg DART spacecraft hit its target, Dimorphos, at 6.6 kilometers a second, which we're expecting will change the orbit of Dimorphos, which is orbiting around a larger asteroid called Didymus. An alternative is to attach some rocket thrusters onto the asteroid itself, essentially turning it into a steerable spacecraft. Those thrusters would later detach for reuse when the asteroid is on its final approach to crash land. This is potentially more fuel efficient and doesn't involve any destructive impacts since those thrusting engines would be remote controlled spacecraft that can just nuzzle up to the asteroid to do their work and since a 100 meter diameter asteroid isn't going to have that much gravity when they've done their work the thrusting engines can just float away after a brief retrofire which would also impart a final push upon the asteroid. Another option is that you could start the refining process on the asteroid itself by separating the dross from the economically valuable material and then use a mass driver to fling chunks of that dross in the direction opposite to the direction you want the asteroid to go in. A mass driver is space geek talk for any device that can propel a ballistic payload. So it might be a big catapult or a mag rail launcher, for example. This approach is technically more difficult, but also much more fuel efficient than attaching robot thrusters, since not only are you using in situ materials for propellant, 
but you're also reducing the mass of the asteroid as you go. And if it's too hard for a robot to distinguish between what's dross and what's valuable material, maybe you just sacrifice a proportion of the whole rock to get whatever is left to crash on the moon. Anyhow, there's some options. The last one probably needing 22nd century technology, but the rest could be managed relatively soon, since we can build robot spacecraft with rocket engines today. The fuel and the energy costs of any of these manoeuvres is hard to estimate exactly, and it also depends upon how fast you want to move your asteroid. So if you're in no rush, just a few small course corrections might be enough to get the job done over the course of a year or two, remembering we are going to start with near-Earth objects. So although it might sound scary that we are steering a near-Earth object travelling at around 30 kilometres a second to crash into the Moon, remember it's in a solar orbit and the Earth-Moon system is in a solar orbit and we're also travelling at about 30 kilometres a second. The first rock we ever crash on the Moon would probably be at the cost of billions and billions but with the technique ironed out, you might then do another 10 or 20 at the same cost. It's a small step into a giant engineered future.